This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing, I don't dance, you won't try here anymore. Bradley, 33, sits with Michael, 35, at their favorite watering hole. They are waiting for Amber, 30, who has asked them to meet her because she's in need of masculine energy. She has spent the last three weeks putting up her closest female friend from childhood while said friend looked for a job in New York City. Though she enjoyed the company, she longed to see friends from her typical social circles. As Amber travels the three and a half blocks from the subway to the bar, Michael tells Bradley a story about a recent adventure. So he was upset that this girl actually liked another guy more than him. But honestly, the real problem was that he wasn't white. Wait, so he was intimidated because it was a black guy? No, no, no. He was Egyptian. Dude, this is hilarious. That is such a specific thing to be racist against, but when I was in Nashville, I heard another racist against Egyptian story. Really? Go on. Alright, so we were at this bar, and the bartender said it. The bartender's racist? Not at all. He was awesome. He was from New Orleans, and apparently his family had lived there forever, like there or Baton Rouge or somewhere in between. Uh, His name was Chamberlain or Cornelius or Chanterelle, I can't remember. He was a pretty effeminate fella. Um, And he tells a story about, you know what, I can't do this justice without doing the voice. So how offensive is this going to get? So I grew up on a cotton plantation. Oh, shit. All in on the offensive. Okay, here we go. My family is still in the cotton business. I was home once, and I have really sensitive skin. And I told my mama, I said, Mama, do you use fragrant detergent on my clothes? Because I am itching up a storm. (laughs) Like, how much of a bitch am I, an adult man complaining about the way his mama does laundry? And my daddy comes up to me, and he says, If you were wearing cotton, you wouldn't be so itchy. And then I smirk, and I say, Daddy, I am wearing cotton. And my daddy says, Must be that Egyptian cotton. Alright, so that's mildly offensive on like seven different levels, but that's pretty damn funny. Amber enters the bar and walks towards her friends. Bradley! Welcome back! How is Tennessee? Um, I don't know. You don't know? And here we go. Okay, what's going on? I mean, it was good. Alright, Nashville's an awesome city. And I basically lived out all my Johnny Cash hero worship issues at his museum. I ate my weight in fried food, I had a good burger... But I'm, like, typical. I'm stressed out about the girl I was visiting there. Aw, you like someone. Yes, Amber, I've always had feelings. Feelings of hate and disdain don't count as feelings. This must be new for you. Jesus, starting right off the bat on my case. Anyway, yeah, I like this girl and she's giving me weird mixed signals. Or she isn't and I'm just being paranoid. Alright, wait. Just wait. Can we stick a pin in this? I'm sorry, Amber, but I've been hearing about this for, like, two weeks already. That's real nice, man. I said a pin. We're gonna put a pin in it. We'll come back. Okay, fine. And Amber, you never told us how things went with Kyle. Was there date rape? I feel like he's prone to date rape. Ew, no, that's not funny. Do you have a serious question? Well, you know, I mean, just the standard one. How'd things go? Out of the corner of his eye, Michael notices a man at the bar glancing at Amber. It was good, actually. We had a nice time. That's it? Stories tend to have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, like a flow, like that something funny happens, or something witty, or something sad. Okay, shut up. I don't know, okay? It was good. It was fine. The conversation was a little heated, but that also made it kind of fun, and then we went back to his place. Whoa! We didn't do anything physical, really. Like, a little bit, but, yeah. I don't know. Say the thing. You were gonna say the thing, so just say the thing. Ugh, fine. Here's the deal. We sort of hooked up, but not fully, if you know what I mean. So, you put his penis in your mouth? No. I touched his penis, but didn't put it in my mouth. (laughs) So you just gave him a hand chipper? 
Wait, did he like at least return the favor a little bit, or was he just laying on his back while you hammered away at him? Or maybe it was like that massage parlor on 118th Street. At least at that place, though, they reach around and... Can I get back to my problem? <laughs> yeah, sorry, please continue. Okay, so please promise that what I'm about to share you won't judge or tell people. This might actually be good. Yeah, okay, we promise. Seriously. Okay, so I'm in a really long dry spell with sex. Like, really long. What's really long? Seven months. Holy shit. Thanks. I think what Brad's trying to say is, wait, that is a really long time. We've all been there, though. Uh, Dry spells just kind of come and go. But we are going to keep our promise from like four seconds ago. We're not going to judge. Please continue. Hold on. We haven't all been through dry spells like this dry spell. And I just wouldn't have guessed. You know, you're fun to be around, you're smart, you're good looking, and you go on dates. So I'm just surprised. Honestly, I am too. Why so long? Well, it's twofold. One, it takes me a little while to get really attracted to someone. Most guys don't want to wait longer than two dates for sex. And two, well, this is the non-judgment part. Oh, I for sure thought the seven-month dry spell was what you were worried we'd judge. So, what, you've been waiting for seven months for your drug-resistant gonorrhea to clear up? You are such a dick! Your hurtful words always feel disproportionately harsh to me. In this case, it feels pretty proportional, though. Although she may be lashing out with all that super gonorrhea running through her. Okay. It's just, I... I like some freaky shit, okay? I don't know how else to say it, and I usually don't bring it up with anyone new because I wouldn't do it with just anyone, you know? Oh. And it had gotten to a point where if I wasn't doing this freaky shit, it wasn't as fun for me. So what's the point? What do you consider freaky shit? Like handcuffs and stuff? Oh, please. What is this? Amateur hour? (laughs) Okay. Well, now you've just opened the floodgates. So you have to tell us all the details. Again, Michael notices the man at the bar glancing at Amber. He kicks Bradley under the table to draw his attention to the man. The man notices the commotion and quickly whips his head away from the table. Okay, I'm talking about things like submissive and dominant stuff. Like Fifty Shades of Grey submissive and dominant stuff, or like real life stuff, like if your parents found out you wouldn't be allowed home for Thanksgiving kind of dominant stuff? I guess closer to the second one? You're being vague. I'm not trying to be vague. I just don't share this with a lot of people. I have plenty of handcuffs, I also have bondage tape and bed restraints, and leather corsets and thigh-high boots and toys and things like that. This is fantastic! What? Nothing. It's just kind of hot. I just didn't know you had it in you, and I totally can't picture it. Ew, relax. I didn't ask you to. Yeah, he's gonna do that anyway. Guys, come on. I'm sorry. Please continue. So, obviously this isn't something I'd do with just anyone, so I guess sometimes I'd rather wait it out for someone I really like. And also someone who might be into that stuff. But I have zero idea how to even bring that up with a guy. It sucks. I feel like most of them will just get scared, or worse, they'll just assume that I'm some slut that they can live out their fantasies with, but not actually date me. Yeah, that that sadly sounds about right. A lot of guys are super vanilla, and I could see a lot of them wanting to dip their toe in that kind of fun, but not jump all the way in for a relationship. It's so annoying. It's not like I'm walking into his parents' house in a latex cat suit. Like, one thing has nothing to do with the other. The sex stuff can be separate from the relationship stuff. Plus, it's private. And now I'm feeling weird that we're talking about it. Latex cat suit. Oh, like Britney Spears in the Oops, I Did It Again video. Yes, but black, not red. Gotcha. I have more questions. Well, whatever. You can ask, but I'm not going to divulge everything. So there's stuff that you're more hesitant to talk about than bondage tape and Britney's toxic leather outfit? This is amazing! You guys are way more into Britney Spears than I would have guessed. And I'm just private about this stuff. 
Look at the reactions I'm getting and you guys are like my closest guy friends. Imagine telling this to a guy who I actually like and who actually might sleep with me. I think she has a point. I don't know if I appreciate how much we're being considered non-sexual entities in this conversation. Especially since the person you're actually talking about approaching with this subject is fucking Kyle. Well, that's just it. We hooked up and since then we've been texting and he keeps asking me out, but I've been really busy. To be honest, I've also been dodging it because I know he wants to sleep with me immediately and he's super hot and I like him and I want to sleep with him, but I feel like even if I get him to wait a little while when I break out the belts and boots, he might run for cover. So I'm thinking maybe I should sleep with him like a normal person to break the dry spell and then if it goes well, I can see if I can introduce this. That's not the worst idea. You guys obviously have some chemistry, so you can, you know, do that and then build on it from there. Here's a better idea. So you're worried that he might break your dry spell, but then bail when he finds out what you really like, which would be a bummer. So why don't you just talk about porn? Like, ask him what kind of porn he likes, and then when he inevitably asks you the same question, you can drop in some of these kinks and test the waters that way. That's actually not a terrible idea. Like, I've already touched his penis, so it's not like that subject should be out of bounds anymore. But what if Kyle's into some really weird fucking porn? Are you going to be hypocritical about that? Ugh, I bet Kyle likes incest porn. Ew. Dude, there is so much incest porn out there. It's fucking crazy, right? There is so much of it. What are you guys talking about? I never see incest porn. Stepmother, stepson videos count. Oh, yeah, then never mind. It's everywhere. Honestly, if Kyle is into that, he'd probably be okay with my leash. I don't know, Janet. It's not right. I'm just your stepmom. It's totally natural. (laughs) Bradley catches the man at the bar, glancing at Amber again, and draws Michael's attention to it. Michael's laughing expression transforms into a knowing smirk. Hey, if you want to practice this conversation, there's that dude at the bar over there who's been glancing at you ever since you walked in. You should go talk to him and try out this uh, segue into the porn conversation. Uh, I think I can just wing it with Kyle. Besides, thanks to dating apps, I have zero skill at striking up conversations with strangers. (laughs) Okay, hold on a sec. I have to go to the bathroom. Bradley stands up and walks away from the table. Well, introducing yourself to people without a dating app is an important skill to have. You should do it and just shake the rust off a little bit. Look, that guy's cute, but... Oh my god, is Brad talking to him? What the hell? Bradley walks back to the table holding a glass of wine. He hands it to Amber. This is from Jeff, who was delighted to learn that you noticed him glancing over here and were hoping he'd come talk to you, but were understanding that there was no way he could know that you were single with two brutally handsome gentlemen sitting at your table. I told him you'd be right over. I hate you so much. All right, it's time for another Jabberjob Podcast Network advertisement on Too Old to Date. So here we go. Negatively Positive is hosted by Brandon Shupati, formerly of Bleeding Through, who has founded multiple businesses from the ground up. In Negatively Positive, he offers his unique and salty take on all things negative and positive about the music and fitness industry. He also never shies away from other political and lifestyle issues. If you want a true, unfiltered opinion, then ladies and gentlemen, you have it. Although he has the occasional guest from the music and fitness industries, his show is about you sparking the conversation. You ask, he answers. And that, Mike, is how you do a podcast ad read. That was great, Brad. Thanks. You like that? I do, I do. And I actually, I did not know that there was a cross between the music and fitness industries. I feel like Henry Rollins proved that there definitely is. Have you seen Flea lately? But he's like, in, like he looks great. I don't know, he looks good. I'm just surprised he's alive given all the heroin. It's a lot of heroin. I think it's heroin, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was what all. He's like, thought. they've like gone on record. So this is not hearsay, right? No, no, no. Like, Under the Bridge is about doing heroin under a bridge in Los Angeles. Okay, so we're not going to get sued for saying fleeted heroin. We have no money for this show. It's all going to go to that lawsuit. Amber stands up and walks toward the bar. Hey. Hi. Sorry, my friend is the biggest weirdo ever. Well, he got you over here, so I'm not mad at him. I'm Jeff. Jeffrey, 34, shakes Amber's hand. Jeffrey is an orthopedic surgeon. His colleagues respect and even like him, while his college and medical school friends call him hack and slash because of his fiery temper. His temper only surfaces when Jeffrey is deeply intoxicated and encouraged by his compatriots to commit bad acts. Currently, Jeffrey is nursing a healthy buzz and is nervously excited to speak to Amber. But, yeah, that's actually nuts. I've never been introduced to a girl by her guy friend before. Well, he had ulterior motives. Is this his weird roundabout way of hitting on me himself? He could have just asked me to buy him the drink instead of buying it for you. <laughs> no, uh, this is awkward. My friend wants to know if a guy will still want to go out with me if we talk about porn. So you're all just fucking with me? No, I told them that I thought you were cute. But when I did, we were already on the topic of porn and Brad, that's the guy who told you to buy me a drink. He wanted to know if a stranger would be scared off by the topic. Okay, so porn. What do you want to know? Well, what do you watch? Like, what are you into? What I watch and what I'm into aren't the same thing. How so? Like, I'll tell you what I watch. But you need to know that I don't necessarily want to do all this stuff in real life. Okay. So, like, I really like watching three ways. Two guys, one girl. Two girls, one guy. All girls. All guys? <laughs> two girls, one guy. Or two guys, one girl. But... I don't really think I have what it takes to be a three-way guy in real life. So why do you like it in porn? I don't know really. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about this, but it's probably like a voyeur thing. Okay, that's interesting. I guess I can understand that. Well, what about you? You're not getting off that easy. <laughs> Alright, bad choice of words. Hilarious choice of words. Yeah, I guess I'm the same, but there's definitely some stuff I watch that I also like in real life. Such as? I really like watching bondage videos, like... S&M, that kind of thing. Nothing wrong with that. It's pretty hot. I'm going to have to ask you to elaborate, though. Like, how extreme is the bondage? My porn brain sometimes gets broken and I end up watching some pretty nasty stuff. <laughs> Nothing insane. I like watching videos where the girl is tied up with handcuffs and bondage tape, stuff like that. I like it enough that I have all that stuff at my place, too. Wait, i got to stop you. What is bondage tape? If you don't know what that is, I'm not sure I can tell you the rest. Bondage tape is exactly what it sounds like. It's just black tape, but it's shiny and doesn't stick to anything other than itself. Like saran wrap. It doesn't stick to your skin. Okay, that's actually awesome. Why can't they make all tape not stick to your skin? Like every music festival I go to, they put those bracelets on and they always get stuck to my arm hair. It's the worst. <laughs> if you like that, then you'll love bed restraints. Is that also just what it sounds like? Yeah, they go into the bed so you aren't really tied onto a headboard or anything like that. They just stay because of the weight of the mattress and the person. Wow, you are like really into this stuff. <laughs> too much? No, I feel you. Seriously, I like to experiment too. I just haven't done this kind of thing specifically. So like, what's too much for you? I mean, everyone has a limit. But like, I have a cat suit. I have a leash. A leash? Crap, you don't have to shout. Okay, now everyone in here knows that I have a leash. I'm, so, I'm sorry, don't be embarrassed, please. I'm basically hard right now. Alright, calm down. Okay, so but the leash is for you or for the guy? Seems like you'd like to be the submissive one here. Yeah, 
I wear it usually. I switch it up for sure, but the leash is typically for me, and it's not like, oh, walk me around like a dog and make me lap milk from a bowl. Huh? That's two different animals. What? Well, walking around like a dog on a leash, but it's cats that drink milk from a bowl. So you're a cat guy. No, I'm not. That's just a fact. Not sure I'd want to mess around with a cat guy. I'm not a cat guy. I would just never feed milk to a dog. I'm kidding. I'm totally screwing with you. Plus, you're 100% right. I mixed my farm animals. <laughs> Those aren't farm animals. Oh my god. You've got some weird taxonomy hangups. I just... <laughs> okay, let's back up a few steps. Animals have no place in the bedroom anyway. What else do you want to know? Well, you didn't really get into what goes down with the leash aside from you being the one who wears it. Ah, yes, right. So, I don't know. It's more for the power dynamic and the tugging factor. Like if you're behind me and tugging on it a little. You see what I'm saying? I definitely see what you're saying. And now I'm unable to get up to use the bathroom. (laughs) You're funny. I kind of like that I have this effect on you. Same here. I'm just trying to get up the nerve to ask you to take me to the red room of pain and pleasure. Did you just make a Fifty Shades reference? (laughs) Yep, I think I just did. Wow. Did I just lose points? It's not ideal, but it's better than the cat thing. Jesus Christ, I'm not a cat guy. What are you doing? Reminding myself to program you into my phone as Jeff the cat guy when we exchange numbers. Or maybe just Jeff and then the cat with the hard eyes emoji. We should do that now. Or we could do it tomorrow morning. Okay, now I actually want to put you on a leash and do a little bit of tugging. (laughs) My master plan is working. Oh, so this is how it works. How what works? You get the guy all riled up, and then you emasculate him so he gets angry, and then he goes in for the anger bang. The anger bang? Yeah, like when you hate someone, but you also want to fuck them. Some might call it hate fucking. Yikes. Too far? Maybe. (laughs) If that's the line and I just cross it, please tell me. Not really crossing a line. I'm just not fun to be around when I'm actually angry. Hate fucking just doesn't sound fun. And I think that's my third strike. No, you're good, but I definitely just lost whatever lady boner I just had. You're going to have to come up to bat all over again. Hey, that's a pretty clean baseball analogy. Not bad. Jeffrey pauses for a moment, smiles, and looks Amber directly in the eyes. I'm glad you came over here. Me too. And thanks for being cool about this. Not every guy can have this conversation without sounding creepy. Or worse, being creeped out by it. I'm happy to talk about this stuff, and now I can't stop thinking about it. Amber notices Bradley and Michael standing up and putting on their coats. Hold on one second. Amber walks over to Bradley and Michael. You guys are heading out? Yeah, yeah, it looks like you're having a good time over there and we don't want to get in the way. Seems he likes the right kind of porn. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I usually want to be really comfortable with someone before sex, but... I think I'm going to let this guy see my toys tonight. Oh shit! Nicely done. Um, wait, what about Kyle, though? Eh, I'll worry about Kyle tomorrow. Too Old Today was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike and Dara Pollack. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old Today. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltoday.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our places.
This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.